Hi guys, it's AJ over here with Lydia. Um, we're doing our 18th podcast and uh, it's the new truth. And the idea is um, I'm trying to give people a playbook on life. And there's a lot of these unwritten rules and when you kind of understand them and have the fabric of them, it just gives you all together a little bit of a superpower. Um, it gives you advantages in life and we talk about different uh, standalone issues uh, that can impact you and, and uh, bring positive change to your life um, and, and different ideas. And with Lydia, today's uh, podcast is going to be about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Um, when I mention those words, Lydia, what is the first thing you think of? Um, like basically, at the simplest form, internal versus external motivation. Uh, what internally drives you versus what are the um, outside factors that affect your motivation. Yeah, that's pretty much right. Do you want to go into specifics about what the difference, uh, what, what are different type of extrinsic motivators? Um, extrinsic would be, I think, um, like how much money you have, what your social status is, or like, I guess um, the motivation for someone would be, I want to do X, Y, Z because um, one day I will have like a house that's 10,000 square foot. Um, I'll have access to like country club, you know, like those type of things would be extrinsic, I guess. Okay. And then I'll, I'll like highlight what intrinsic is. You're right. Generally, it's, it's anything outside. People mm -hmm. think sometimes it's just money. Sometimes we set up these award situations or reward situations for children. We give them little stars when they do, do work. Mm -hmm. That's still extrinsic motivation. Okay, so anything that's a form of acknowledgement, praise, anything that's coming from outside of you, it doesn't matter in what capacity, it's extrinsic, right? Okay. So it doesn't have to be money, it could be status, it could be a compliment, it could be some kind of like, uh, when we were kids, for example, I don't know if you guys had this as kids, we had these things called win it. I don't know if you know what that is. So in our schools, and it's a good story, it kind of catches on to, you know, um, how some people get misguided. But in our schools, when you accomplish this particular activity, like you're part of the intramural volleyball club, you were part of the chess club, it doesn't matter what it, what it is. At the end of the school year, they would give you a win it. And the goal was in our middle school, we went to um, a middle school, over the course of your tenure, you're, you're supposed to uh, accumulate 20. And they had almost a cult-like like feeling where everyone was trying, to get, trying these, to get, get, it, get, yeah. get these 20 winnets, right? And... You know, thinking back about it now, I like a lot of these people, the problem with extrinsic is sometimes it you do the inline behavior for the wrong reason. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem. But, but like even that's an example of an extrinsic motivator. That's not intrinsic. Meanwhile, intrinsic is something you're just doing it. For self-fulfillment. Essentially. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's two different, very, two very different ways to look at it. There's a philosophical and then there's a neuroscience way. So from a neuroscience standpoint, it's really like you're doing it for the neurotransmitters. That's it. Mm -hmm. Extrinsic sometimes gives you neurotransmitters. I'm not saying it doesn't. So if you get a lot of money, you're, you know, it gives you some kind of pump. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But you're doing it for the neurotransmitters despite... The situation that there's no outside, uh, uh, the neurotransmitters are are coming as a result of the activity you're doing, not as as a result of the process. So, is, intrinsic is more in line with the journey, 
where extrinsic is more in line with the destination. That's yeah, another way to yeah, look at it, right? Yeah, that's perfect. Um, and if you were to look at it like, for, uh, so, so, you know, th that's basically it. And if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yeah, it's, it's self-fulfillment. It could be, you know, it could be many different philosophical mm -hmm. reasons, right? But you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for anything else. Um, and even if you look at a lot of, like, very, very, very successful people, um, the, prob the problem is when you're doing anything because you're extrinsically motivated and that's the reason you're doing it you don't have even if you're the perfect person and you're like the most disciplined person you're still fighting an uphill battle because mm -hmm. you're fighting yourself yeah so why intrinsic motivation tends to beat out intrinsic motivation generally speaking is because you're, you're working with yourself mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like work to you yeah and a lot of times people will come to me and like oh i work so hard i don't actually think i work hard Right, but uh, I probably work harder than them, right? Mm -hmm. but, but you enjoy what you do, so it doesn't really. So it just doesn't, you know. It's not even like, you know, it, and that idea. There's an idea sometimes, and they discuss it in terms of finding your ideal career. If you had all the money in the world, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And and the closer you are, like, of what you would do, despite the money. And I feel I'm generally speaking fairly close. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the things I like to dabble in, I go into, and and it, I get a high out of like there's certain things that i get a high out of and i'm not saying every single task of every single minute of every day i like i don't you know that's that's that would be very idealistic and naive yeah. but generally speaking I, I very much enjoy my days and and i enjoy like the process of having a vision and then bringing it into reality that's essentially at the top level what i do mm -hmm. you know and i think that transcends everything i do um so so uh do you feel that um like people who have their like nine to five type thing, all their motivation at some point becomes extrinsic. Like, okay, I'm going to work hard in my job because I want a promotion. Um, I'm going to go to my job because I need to provide for my family who needs to have a good life. Or like my children need, like, it's all extrinsic. They're not actually fulfilling anything for themselves. They're trying to like fight all these battles and like um, reach whatever goal they have for themselves or family, their children that like there is no actual intrinsic motivation whatever is there is so suppressed that everything becomes extrinsic and without that kind of um feedback from whatever you put into like you don't you don't have a purpose to move forward uh, I, I wouldn't say everybody but mm -hmm. there so so there could be so here's the issue so here's the other funny thing i want to mention about intrinsic and extrinsic and it kind of ties into this there could be people who genuinely at one point enjoyed their job mm -hmm. okay um and then, as a result of getting extrinsic motivation, so the one thing, this is very peculiar, but what happens is, if, let's say you have an intrinsic motivation for something, mm -hmm. you just naturally like it, okay? So just, just so people understand, there's only two things as human beings we naturally like. Uh, do you know what they are? Food and sex. Yeah, I was just sort of. I think yeah, I said this. In, I said this in a different podcast, mm -hmm. anyway, right? But but that that that's because it's biologically Bi we need to do yeah. it, right? You need to eat, and you have to get it out. Everything else that you want to like or that you like right now is as a result of you sucked at it at one point. You continue to do it. You and then you develop some kind of knack for it, and and now you like it because not only do you have a knack for it, but it interests you, it challenges you. It's a combination of many, many different things, right? It challenges you, you're, you're engaged, and it's the neurotransmitter thing I'm talking about. It probably gets you very, very much stimulated. Mm -hmm. That's what intrinsically motivates you. But anything that intrinsically motivates you was a nothing, like it was, was very small in your world at one point in time, mm -hmm. right? But like, so someone who plays the guitar, I don't play the guitar. 
but if someone who plays a guitar, they probably sucked at some point when they started yeah. out. And over time, now they're so good that like when they do it, they, they're almost they're very, very honed into the moment. Uh, their head's probably very stimulated. Uh, they're forgetting and they're having what we call these flow moments. So mm -hmm. these flow moments are very, very also parallel to intrinsic motivation. Um, but here's the thing. So let's say at a very young age, I find out you're a very good writer, okay? You're seven years old, and you just like writing for the sake of writing. And then let's say over time, um, I know you're a very good writer, and I start awarding you stars mm. as a parent, right? Yeah. And then I continue to do this. Eventually, your motivation is not going to be intrinsic. It's it going to shift over to extrinsic. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to kill somebody's passion about anything, pay them. Essentially, that's how you kill their <laughs> yeah, passion. That's a good way to put it. Right? And once you start paying them, they're going to start doing it for the wrong reason. They're not going to have the same incentive. So if you can almost divorce, I'm doing this work for money in your head. And yes, the money is a little bit of a bonus check and whatever happens, you're, you are you won the lottery and more. You're a rich man. like Because most people... So it's funny, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent, but like the way society works, like, I'll like sum it up really, really simply. Everything's about emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So there's one angle to look at the world and people and society is emotions. So everyone's about emotions, and it's almost like we have an emotion bank. There's positive emotions and negative emotions, right? And by doing things we don't like, like our jobs, if we don't like them, it's it's uh, we're using our positive emotions, and, and they're, they're bothering us on the inside. So we might have anxiety, we might have like doubt, we may not like how, you know, and so it's moving down and down. Like we're, 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 so the amount of, the amount of surplus of positive emotions we have keep getting depreciated by doing things we don't like. Mm -hmm. So how do we deal with it? But what, but what does go up is the money in our bank account because now we're saving and, you know, we have money. So how do we deal with it is we spend our money on things that are going to artificially or short term boost our emotion bank. Yeah. So go on a vacation, maybe read a book, go, go on a shopping spree gamble go for a few drinks all of these things are because our emotional bank is low people don't have vices that their emotional bank is very strong they don't have a need it's people who who are lacking mm -hmm. need to find these things so it we it almost becomes this vicious circle and the circle is we go out spend our time in a way that's very damaging to our emotional bank and then with the money we we make for spending that time we buy things to pump that emotional bank up yeah. and all these things that we think that are physical whether it's a car material it's all about this emotional bank there's nothing else that's really the core of like basically what life is right it's funny this reminds me of a story uh, i was talking to like an old friend of mine and um he'd already started, like, he finished school. i'm still in school but he'd already finished school he was saying how like now like he spends so much money in a year on like after work beers and like after work beers becomes like a three hour long thing it's not like after work go for a beer go home it becomes like an every single day and then i was like oh and he's like what's your advice and like i couldn't think of one right and i was like i don't really know like what i do that can be labeled as advice but like now that you say this it, it makes sense like he hates his job so after that he has to like fill up his emotional, emotional bank at the end of the day so he can go to bed with some sort of peace yes and even though that's that's very hedonistic, uh, like food, alcohol, yeah. but either way, it still does the job. Mm -hmm. at, at the moment, it does the job, right? So that's basically what's happening. So you either want a hobby, because look, in the real world, you have to work, right? So yeah. either you want a hobby that's just going to intrinsically, that you're just doing it for the sake and it's not about the money, and or if you think it's commercialized, and you can commercialize it, it should never be about the money, you want to almost divorce yourself from that angle. So if you like writing books, Write a book, 
not with the intent of making money. If you and, get it, good. Great. You, yeah. And then, but don't even be involved in the money making mm. process. Yeah. Let somebody else sell it. Do the even if you're business oriented, so you don't care because you did it because. And I felt like this, so I wrote this book. Uh, it was a finance book, and there was days where I would come home, and uh, and uh, I was after I wrote it because it wasn't like I didn't have any intent on selling or anything like that. I was just kind of getting my thoughts out, and. Um, there's days where I would come home, I would feel on top of the world. I don't think I could, um, I can't describe it, but it's, it's, I felt high like a drug and I've not, mm-hmm. I haven't really done any drugs in my life. I felt so high. Then I thought about it. I'm like, people would pay to feel like I feel. Mm-hmm. And I realized that like people yeah. would pay lots and lots of money to feel like I felt. And all it took was my time. I, instead of spending my time of robbing myself of my emotional bank I spending my time like increasing it do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I've just felt like you know I just saw and so that feeling that I got and that's the feeling you get when you work with your passions and your loves and you're intrinsically motivated but if you start getting paid for that passion and it becomes more about a business you lose that do you think that like so some people singing might be their passion but then they make it big as like a pop star and if like eventually it becomes oh um, how many people come out to my world tour? You know, it becomes That's about the results, yeah. right? But the intrinsic, I feel like as soon as you maybe like make your passion to commercialize it, like it almost for everybody at the end of the day, it become extrinsic just because that's the way the world works, and then our minds just get attuned to that. Like it's very hard to keep it separate. I think it's it's, it's difficult. Um, you'll see it in certain fields more. So there are some businessmen that can see the money just as a function of the game. Mm-hmm. So you can see they're just like super successful and they live like Warren Buffett is an example. Yeah. It, the money means yeah. nothing. He lives yeah. on like a hundred grand tool, a year. Yeah. Right. It's just a, it's a show. It's, it's mm-hmm. keep score. Right. You see it sometimes in scientists. Yeah. Uh, and in a lot of businessmen, you don't see it. It's yeah. all about the lifestyle. Most of them. Most are, of them. Yeah. yeah. But you see in scientists like who are like pushing the edges of what like we know and our knowledge, like mm-hmm. Einstein in his heyday was doing this. But even right now, you'll see it in some kind of people who are like on the cusp of discovering new things. Mm-hmm. You'll see it. They go to their job. They may not even, they have no recognition. We don't know who they are. They know they're working like world changing things. They probably live a very normalish life. They go to like normal restaurants. You would not know like this person is about to change the world. And so you see it in those, you see it in either extreme academia. um, And sometimes you'll see it in some types of art. Um, You know, there's some particular types of art, like people who do plays sometimes will do it. But even that, there's a little bit of feedback from the Mm -hmm. audience. No, I feel like after a while, you just crave the... Yeah, and that's a response, different thing. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it, but what we want to know is its relationship to how it works with uh, intrinsic. So so the idea, though, is if if I was to bet on somebody, okay, and one is intrinsically motivated, one person, person B is extrinsically motivated, the person who is intrinsically motivated, I bet on them all day. Right. But the problem is the way we have society, because we need to have some kind of tool of value in exchange. Mm-hmm. Almost everything, if you're very good at it, you tend to want to commercialize. And, and if you commercialize anything too early, the problem is your growth rate at that particular activity will slow down substantially. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like this conundrum we have in economics. And the conundrum is economics in itself is limiting the power of economics. Okay. 
So the idea is because we're looking for so much like right now money. Yeah. Like if you're if you're the like best instant gratification. Yeah, yeah. C- c- let's say you're let's say you're a very good writer, right? And you might be like in the top one percentile of writers, right? Who's to know that you could have went into the point where you could have been like legendary Shakespeare like, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that's like not the top one percentile of writers. Maybe that's like the top like so much more of writers. Do you know what I mean? Who's to say? that you couldn't have done that. But the problem is then you started commercializing yourself and you stayed there and you know, you, you've made a very good living. You'll be remembered maybe a few years after you pass away because you've had all these movies, but like the legendary stuff you could have done could have been at such a high, such a, mm-hmm. a higher level. But even if you look at a lot of successful people, another reason that kind of substantiates the same point I'm saying here is like, look at JK Rowling. When she's writing a lot of those books, it wasn't for like yes she needed it she's poor but she really just enjoyed writing yeah. right it had nothing to do with anything else and with writing i think is an easy example but even if you look at a lot of athletes when they come up and when they develop those skills mm-hmm. they just yeah. enjoy it it's never about the money the problem happens after but at that point most of their core skills are developed mm-hmm. anyway um but it's just like they actually genuinely enjoy the game. So you want to work with yourself and that's where like intrinsic comes in. Where, whereas intrinsic, extrinsic, the problem is society needs to evaluate and make you move up. And society sometimes wants you to do things that aren't in your best interest. And a lot of times it does. So you might be a very good writer, but society needs a very good project manager. And you might be working in a firm where you're already a project manager and they want to move you up because you're... Um, you know, as a project manager, they ha- you have value to them. So they're going to create, like, mechanisms, you know? Yeah. And these mechanisms are statuses, promotions, uh, employee feedback, yeah. raises, right? And they're all extrinsic. They, it's very difficult for them to play the ex- intrinsic levers. It's very, very mm-hmm. difficult. If you're a corporation or you're an entity and you can start playing in on the intrinsic motivators and you can embed that into your retention policy or like you know if you're developing apps in terms of user engagement mm-hmm. um you you will you'll tend to win at the end of the day a little bit more if you can and that's a lot of games yeah, do that, that. Can be a lot of applied. games a lot of games do that that's gamifying yeah. is a sense of intrinsic yeah. but like say you can even do that to like the hr department of a company like that could be the future of like organizational behavior just because if you can tap into that, you get the most out of your employees. Like, how productive would the world world be in that case? But the problem would still be the system. So even if you could get the most out of your employees, at a certain point, if you're a corporation, there's certain people you do not want progressing in certain ways. Yeah, and so even if they show a lot of talent, mm-hmm. so basically for their own good, they're, they're, they're going to try to limit that, you know? And um, th- that's where a bit of an issue comes, right? Mm-hmm. Um now, the other major thing about, so, so I, I guess the question would be like, what are some practical takeaways for people, right? Mm-hmm. How do they figure out, I mean, the questions, if I had to ask them in a list, how do they figure out what are their intrinsic motivations, right? Or, you know, stuff that's on the inside and how do they, when they figure them out, um, what's going on? And lastly, not as what's going on, but how do they make sure they never get perverted? by society or extrinsic mm-hmm. motivators, right? And and I, I think those are questions that, that those are questions we should attempt to answer, right? So intrinsic motivators are gonna be things you just enjoy doing regardless of money, regardless of time, and you tend to feel amazing after you do them. Yeah. Right? So those are intrinsic motivators. Um, so you can give them some specific examples. What what do you think a couple of yours are? Um well, you just said like 
regardless of the outcome, you just enjoy the process cooking for me. Yeah. Right? Like, um, if I, I, I need, like, a space, I can't have people around, but just alone in the kitchen, like, doing my thing. At the end of it, like, whether it tastes good or not, um, like, the, just the process of it, like, it's an art form, really, right? And for me, like, it's so calming. I'm just in the zone. doesn't really matter. I'm just putting together all these different ingredients. And at the end of the day, like, at, at the end of the day, like, you mix up whatever to make it good. But more than the good or, like, even people's feedback after um, having it, it's just that I created this. Okay. You know? For me, like, that's an example, I think. Okay. So, yeah. And then I guess for myself, I would say um, I, I probably have lots because I didn't get paid for a long, yeah. long, long, long time. So I think I ended up developing more. Yeah. Uh, than I wanted, but um, I really like business. I, I really, really like, um, um, I, I guess um, there, there's a different combination, but I, I like stories. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's where like a, a bit of my hobby a little bit is on movies and, and just seeing different stories and how they progress. I really like people. Um, more from an analytical standpoint than like an interactive. No, I don't. I, I'll, okay. I'll interact as well, right? But I definitely like like seeing what the inner workings of a person is, what makes them tick, how they got here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's their like big special secret, and what's you know their their kryptonite. Like, do you know what I mean? And like, how do they think about problems? And it's just like the more I've done it, like you know, and so one of the things where I think I can like chime in a little bit on intrinsic motivation is. So if you have enough intrinsic motivation for the things you do for long enough, you'll start having these moments um, that may appear from the outside as like overnight success, mm-hmm. right? But you have like a very, very, very rich foundation you develop because of your intrinsic motivation. So you just know that like, like now I know like with certain businesses, like the ins and outs, the right questions to ask, when not to get involved, if I want to evaluate and move further, I, you know what I mean? What are the issues that I need to vet for? And it's like almost instant. It's like the everything's there mm-hmm. because. I, but the thing is, because it's it was a lot easier because I was just genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. And so the problem, in some senses, is school. The grading system is extrinsic. Oh, very much. Yeah. Right, and so what happens? And and I was actually talking to a friend yesterday. Um, so Finland went from like twenty fifth in education, just to, as a side note, to first over like a 30, 40 year timeline. Mm-hmm. And and one thing they found that Finland was doing, there's less school time and less homework. So they kept people engaged longer. And also and people, I think they have a limitation on like grading. You don't actually get graded until you get to higher grades. Sure. You're just acquiring knowledge. And and that really helps because mm-hmm. then it becomes extrinsic too fast. Yeah. And you just want people, you don't know in which, peop, which way people can permeate. Mm-hmm. Right? So they can become something you would have never thought. And you don't want to label and set too many paths too too early on. You want to just let them move. And so, so th- that's where that comes in. So essentially, if you have something that you're very good at or you're very, very, very interested in, remember, at the end of the day, the time you spend working on things you don't like are going to rob you of your emotional bank, okay? And then as they rob you of your emotional bank, you're going to find outside extrinsic ways to fill that back up, okay? Shopping, eating, alcohol, gambling, it could be anything, right? If what you do adds to your emotional bank, so just keep in mind, if that's what it's doing for you, do it. Save some time and do it. Do not commercialize. Just do it for fun and continue doing it if 
there is some money-making opportunity around it, separate yourself from mm -hmm. it. Get an agent. Uh, if you're just very, very good at consulting or anything like that, it doesn't matter. Have somebody else do all the financial negotiations for you. You know what I mean? They could be your agent. They can get you business and it's up to them. Or, I, you know, the intrinsic can fall in many ways. Or like, you know, for you, if it's cooking, I wouldn't want to open up a no, restaurant. No, I, I would never be a chef. I just do it because I like doing it to like wind down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter how good or bad you are. Mm -hmm. The idea is the more you do it, you're just going to get better. Yeah. There's faster ways to get better if you're like mm -hmm. very, very, very precise about how you do your work. But you will get better over time. And you'll have a richer history about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's the real big takeaway. Um, and we'll leave it at that. It's the New Truths One uh, at Twitter. At, at, Twitter. at yeah. the New Truths One on Twitter. Cool. And, uh, and the email is thenewtruths at gmail. Thank you so much.